0: Hello, and welcome back to Fake Professional. Fake Professional is the podcast where we are forced to talk about a topic chosen by a random subject generator, no matter what the topic might be. Literally anything. Anything can be discussed on this podcast, and just like the Pentagon releasing footage of a UFO, we are trying to distract you from what's really important. I am your host, Sam Akuna, and I am extremely lucky to be joined by my good friend, slash co-host, slash international sportsman, Mario Navas.
1: You say international. Hi, everyone. You say international because I only really follow cricket and rugby and nothing else. The international sports compared to the American sports that we're also used to here.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, we have to be a well-rounded group, you know, you can't. How ignorant to just follow one uh, country's sports! So yeah, <laughs> of course, international. Would
1: you say water polo is an American or like a like an international? Like, it's not that big in the states, but it's bigger somewhere else. Like, if you had to guess what state water polo was like the biggest thing in, what state or not what state? Like, what country would it be?
0: Uh, I, I would assume some sort of a wet country. <laughs> <but>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's actually the deserts of uh. Oh, it's Australia. It's, it's
0: the Sahara. It's the it's Sahara. Sahara Desert. Yeah, big water polo people down there. That's why they win gold every year. And by every year, I mean every four years. Which doesn't happen this year, you know.
1: It does not happen this year. Um, you do you did much in sports. I was following the NFL draft. Um, uh, it's not that, you know, at least for the New York Giants, who I really, really I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, Not really, you know, they they not really great picks, you know, mostly they were good picks, but not great picks. Mostly defensive line people because they already got a quarterback that pretty much, you know. But yeah, that's all I've been doing. I miss basketball. I miss the finals. I'll say that much. Oh, right. It would be the
0: NBA playoffs right now.
1: Yeah, it would.
0: I, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. (laughs) There's just so much that's gone on to where... Like a month and a half ago, we learned that the NBA was at least postponed. Um, Although I I saw LeBron James tweet out today that he was like, no one said we're canceling the NBA season. And I was like, okay, LeBron James. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, I'm all for not canceling because you and I have talked about this before. If there was a season that LeBron James was going to win the NBA championship, it it would have been this season. But who knows? Everything's kind of reset now, you know?
1: Do you think the Knicks would have made a comeback and won every game, uh, like 48 games in a row, to
0: make it to the finals? Mark my words, uh, whenever the NBA, if the NBA season comes back in 2020, the Knicks are going to make it to the NBA finals. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to do it. (laughs) They're going to get all this motivation. New York's going to be behind them. It's going to be like New York strong. Yeah. Yeah. They'll make it. You know why? Because there won't be any fans to watch them, and I'm sure that's where they get all the pressure from because Madison Square Garden has to be a hellhole of a place to play in all the time.
1: I've only seen a few music venues there, but it's not my favorite. I prefer the Barclays Center for sure. For I sure. I agree with that, yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean it also in the regards of how fans are, how New York fans are. You know, like, you miss one shot and you're, you're <laughs> done. You're, you can't be on the team anymore.
1: Do you remember Linsanity? That's How exactly what that I word?
0: was, I was <laughs> just thinking about that. I was just thinking about Lynn Sanity. Yeah, that that was 2010, 2011, right? Mm-hmm. And just like a New York fad, everyone was so crazy about him. And then what, like, I guess Lynn Sanity lasted from, I feel like, a February till the end of that season. Yeah. And then the following season, I don't know, you heard about it for like two months. And then where is Jeremy Lynn now? I know he, he was on the Houston Rockets. I know he won a championship.
1: He has got a championship on um, who was it, Mulberry who was on the team? Or was it uh, Mal- no.
0: Was he on the Toronto team? There's only who, been a few there's only been a few NBA teams who have won championships in the past five years, right? Yeah. It was either the Golden State Warriors, the Cavaliers, or the Toronto Raptors. Right?
1: Yeah, he was in the Raptors, I think. He was in a bench. Yeah yeah
0: you know what kudos to jeremy lynn won a championship before ah
1: damn what the hell is his name
0: carmelo anthony <laughs>
1: carmelo anthony That's, i don't know why i was thinking of mulberry that was early early Knicks. i was like back when i was in high school carmelo anthony is the one who still to win the championship who's not Who's? is he still playing i thought he had like kind of retired yeah. but
0: not really retired just no one was picking him up
1: I used to be much bigger into basketball as you could tell. I just got I I'm just a fake fan. I only watch in the finals. <laughs> same.
0: Same. Well, I, I only started watching basketball because of LeBron James. That's you know? Fair. I never had any inkling to watch basketball until I was watching ESPN one day. You know, it was like 7 a.m. They had the top ten plays from the night before. And I wanna say at least three of the top ten plays were LeBron James filled. And I was just like who is this guy and what is he doing with these basketballs? So then I watched the game of his and I was like, <laughs> these basketballs." I was like, this guy's amazing. He was just so good. And that was pre Miami heat. Like that was like 2007, 2008. I just thought he, he just had such finesse and, uh, and it's why, you know, I started watching basketball and why I'm a, I'm a big LeBron James fan because the only reason why I got into basketball is because of LeBron James.
1: I was actually a big fan of the Spurs at the time. And that's when the Big Three was like popular in Miami. Mm, mm-hmm. And the Spurs just couldn't, like, I think they won a few, uh, one year, I think. I can't remember. They, the, yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to. 2012, maybe? It was 2013. Um, yeah, I'm
1: always, I was always going to confuse 2013, 2012. How does that work exactly?
0: Yeah. Or was it 2014? It was one of those. So, okay. So the 2010 I, I know when it was it was 2013 be or no it was 2014 because 2011 uh, LeBron James and the Miami Heat lost to Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks then hmm. 2012 the Miami Heat beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 2013 they repeated and that's when they beat the San Antonio Spurs. That's when Ray Allen had that crazy shot with like no time left in game six. Yeah. That
1: hall of famer, I think now or
0: it should be if not. Um, Oh man. I remember, I remember watching that game and I, I, I remember this to this day. It was like, I don't know, midnight, 11 PM, maybe even later. And there was a minute left, and it was game six, and the Spurs were up by, like, eight or something. Yeah. And they were already rolling the ticker tape out, you know, like, blocking off the court. And you saw the Spurs starting to celebrate. And it was Mm -hmm. like, there's still a minute. It was, like, a minute and some change (laughs) left, you know? And LeBron James had just drained a three, and then someone else scored something. And then, you know, they were within three points. And then yeah. Ray Allen with that crazy corner shot, like when, they, when he made that shot, I knew that the series was over. I was like, you just took all the momentum from San Antonio because they literally thought they had won. How do you come back from thinking, okay, we won, to, oh, shoot, now we have to play in overtime?
1: Yep, poor Tim Duncan.
0: Yeah, but then they, you know, it was a uh, Empire Strikes Back the following year because that San Antonio uh beat the Miami Heat pretty badly. I think they I think it was like either 4 games to 1 or 4 games to 2.
1: I don't know why I specifically like the Spurs. Maybe I think because they had like phenomenally talented players, but I wouldn't call them like superstars. Like right. they had Parker and Tim Duncan and those they were really good, but they weren't like they, I never thought like, they considered themselves bigger than their team. They just had excellent team play. Yeah. And their that, coach was always, like, probably one of the best coaches in the NBA would, ever. Yeah.
0: Could you argue that the way that their team played, it's synonymous to how the New England Patriots almost are?
1: I would... I mean, do they have, like, a Brady type? Maybe not, but, like, even if they have few good players the rest of their plays ain't like incredible they just have phenomenal teamwork so I, I, that's an apt comparison I think actually yeah yeah because
0: yeah I mean of course Tom Brady phenomenal quarterback but I guess we'll truly see that come this season whenever <laughs> that happens
1: I always get the confused he's not joining the Raiders he's joining the, the
0: Buccaneers, <laughs> Buccaneers. The, the other pirate team
1: the other pirate thing. Thank you. I'm not crazy. My friends <laughs> correct me all the time. But like they're both pirates in my head. They're both they... like black color.
0: The Raiders are black and silver. The Buccaneers are red and brown, I think.
1: Wow. Oh, maybe I'm very wrong there. Yeah, I know that's in Florida, though.
0: Yes. Yes. Tampa Bay from last time I knew was part of Florida. <laughs> But I'll and check.
1: And Rob is like leaving the WWE to go back to play football.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was really surprising. Who knew that all he wanted to do was just play with Tom Brady? So there must have been something very interesting that went on there. But he probably figures, you know, Tom Brady will probably only be down. I don't know what the actual deal was that Tom Brady struck with the Buccaneers, but he'll probably only be there for a year or two.
1: Do you think we have like another Peyton Manning situation?
0: With, the, like, the Denver Broncos type thing?
1: Yeah. Like, Ooh. he's going to win. Like, you know, not – like, the Broncos are pretty good as it is. They just needed, like, that experienced quarterback. But, like, can, can Brady come and all of a sudden they are a N, uh, NFL championship team contender?
0: You know, I, so I don't watch as much football as I, as I used to. That but, is true. But um, I think the Buccaneers did pretty well last year, if I remember correctly
1: better than Uh, the dolphins i'll tell you that much yeah
0: (laughs) better than that other florida team but yeah you know if they have the right pieces this is going to be the most generic answer ever but if they have the right pieces around tom brady (laughs) then sure yeah they can definitely i can i can picture that tom brady can at least will them to the playoffs right but i guess we'll see like he tom brady is aging and we'll see. Was it the quarterback who made the team, or was it the team nope. who made the quarterback? Okay. Okay. You know,
1: I like that. Uh, back to you, studio.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our
1: sports podcast, fake
0: professional.
1: <laughs> we should probably talk about international sports. Um, what do they play internationally? Handball, maybe. Cricket. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, what's that game? Rugby. Rugby.
0: <laughs> uh, football. Actual football. You know. Where every where every other country other than the United States recognizes football <laughs> as a game that you actually play with your foot. <laughs> Whereas, what, what were we even thinking? Why are we so different? Why did uh, this happen?
1: I'm going to go the American route. Why isn't the rest of the world in our wavelength?
0: A lot of Americans do think like that, don't they?
1: <laughs> uh, sadly, but yes, that is... a a lot of
0: uh, i'm gonna add a correction a lot of north americans a lot of united states citizens right i i was talking to i have a friend who lives in chile and i remember i was talking to her one day about like american ideals like united states ideals and i said oh you know like people in america or whatever and she was like sam i'm from america and <laughs> never until that moment in my 27 years of life did my, like I had that galaxy mind brain explode moment yeah. where I was like, damn, I'm this ignorant that, yeah, there's a whole nother Amer- America.
1: <laughs> I think I learned this in high school when I went to the Pan American conference in Peru. And it's like, oh yes, the, we have a North America, a South America, a Central America. But yeah. And to-
0: until you're there, right, until you actually experience it or someone points something out
1: like that to you, we just kind of forget these things. At least I forget these things. Yeah. Know? I'll say this. I'm uh, Most of my teams that I like are um, not New York. I only like the Giants uh, as football. but like, Oh, and Yankees, of course. I'm a big Yankees fan as well. But like basketball, I was always Spurs, a Lakers fan for a little bit. That's it. You know, Donald, what's I, what was your team of choices? Uh, I was a
0: New York Giants fan as well. I still am a New York Giants fan. But like I had mentioned before, I was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan because of LeBron James. Of course. I like to say I'm a LeBron James fan. So wherever he goes, I'm just going to follow. <laughs> uh, and that's really the only two sports that I've... And, I, and a New York Yankees as well. But the reason why I'm a New York Yankees fan and a New York Giants fan is because of my family. Right? Same. Yeah. So... I'm I'm so curious. How many people do you think that like teams because they chose the team themselves or because it was their family's
1: choice or their friend's choice? Do you get what I'm saying? I can't answer for the people, but I can answer for myself. My grandfather came to this country uh from Nicaragua. And he fell in love with the Yankees. I don't remember off the top of my head who was the Yankee team at the time. But he used to go to the Yankees all the time when he first came to this country. And it became de facto that all of our, on my dad's side of the family, loves the Yankees. The Giants, the same thing. Uh, Basketball, my family didn't care too much about. So I was able to, I was free to pick my own team. And my decision was based off who was winning in the finals when I was watching it in middle school (laughs) and it was the Spurs
0: that makes sense that actually makes sense yeah (laughs) that makes total sense yeah I I only like the teams that I like because of my family Um, besides LeBron James you know that's the actual (laughs) that's the actual thing that I put put investment into that has flourished for myself
1: that was your choice Sam that was
0: literally my choice there was no other choosing um which is maybe why I've fallen off a little bit with football and with baseball because That's fair. those weren't things that I actually like went out and searched for. It was just something that I, I was brought up with.
1: Out of curiosity. Have you ever gotten to like golf or like I don't golf is watching pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you watch golf? I, I, not necessarily, no. I mean, I've seen it in the background. I understand, you know, yeah. I understand the rules of golf, but I, I don't, I couldn't tell you who's playing at this given moment, no. That's fair. I, I
0: really want to be able to tell you who won something or whatever either. Um, but my family does watch golf, so then I in turn also watch golf, <laughs> even if I have not a lot of clue of what's going on sometimes. But in regards to not having a clue of what's going on sometimes, Mario, <laughs> what are we talking about this week?
1: Um. Much, um. I like that transition uh sam Uh, thanks
0: i tried really hard
1: the reason you're asking me sam is because i will now go into a random subject generator and you and me will answer a question off this random subject generator and it could be about anything whether or not we know about this certain topic and we have to talk about it like we know it so let's roll the dice here
0: Baby, give me a twenty. What do you roll with dice? Actually, you want a seven,
1: right? Uh, give depends on what type of die, for sure. Uh, D and D, you want a twenty? Regular die. <laughs> that's exact that's what I was thinking. I was I immediately <laughs> started thinking D and was like, yeah, roll me that twenty, and I was like, no, that's not normal <laughs> dice. Um, this is actually a very interesting question because you and me have uh, done this before. Okay. But um, a lot of people don't do this so I'm curious to see what is the best thing about traveling and what is the worst thing about traveling oh roll me that nat 20 baby that is a nat 20 roll if anything this is a question that I wouldn't consider myself professional but definitely like a like an intern at the very least an intern
0: I'd say a, a seasoned veteran right like seasonal employee I would maybe. give myself veteran too intermediate yeah
1: yeah, intermediate travelers. Of sort.
0: <laughs> I think I don't think you become an intermediate traveler until you at least leave the country, right? And okay, I've, I've done that. So. Yeah, I've left the country at least twice now. <laughs> um, so I consider myself an intermediate traveler, but before pandemic and everything happened, since 2015, 2016, I think since 2016, I had made sure I, I was traveling somewhere at least four times a year whether i could drive there i.e. us going to boston or Uh montreal or i would be flying there i.e. going to paris or california or austin or florida or illinois (laughs) you know um yeah i love traveling i wish i could be traveling right now i understand why i cannot be traveling right now but i i think about it it's some it's something that's on my mind it takes up a lot of my mind space, <laughs> thinking of traveling, because I always want to make sure that I know where I'm going next. Like, when I travel, I feel so fulfilled. I feel, um, I don't know, I just I just feel like something, I feel right when I'm traveling, if that makes sense.
1: I completely agree. I think the world is massive. It's They say it's small, but there's so many experiences to be had. Sites to see foods to eat I'm going to say this again so many foods to eat uh, <laughs> that I just want to see it all um, uh, a big part of why I think I want to do stand-up comedy is that the hopes that I get to travel the country and do stand-up because that's a good way to support myself while traveling but also just seeing the country uh, I just love traveling. I, I love going to new cities, new restaurants, new experiences. For so sure. I, yeah. I tra- this is an interesting question and a fun question. Yeah. Well, okay. So what? Least. Can you repeat the exact question again? The exact question is, what is the best thing about traveling and what is the worst thing about traveling? Okay. Um, so I guess we could call <laughs> on our traveling experiences. Yeah. Of course. Do you want to go first? Um, Well, I guess I'll start off by listing where have I been exactly. Uh, I've been to Japan, Peru. I've visited the Dominican Republic. Um, I think you're more
0: than an intermediate traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Japan was the longest trip. I was there for almost more than a month. That's so Uh, awesome. I used to spend my summers in the Dominican Republic. I we went to Canada a few t- you you and me went to Canada recently, but before that I went to Toronto, Niagara Falls. Right. Um stateside I went all over, almost all up and down the East Coast. Uh I drove to Texas. Um I have not hit the West Coast yet, which I, I was hoping to do this summer, but as you know, uh something popped up. Uh yeah, that's <laughs> my something. travel experiences, yeah.
0: Yeah. So for me, i've been to san diego los angeles los angeles again so i won't count that um (laughs) i've been to austin texas uh boston massachusetts chicago illinois rockford illinois i have friends that live in illinois um which actually that's a that's a fun story We'll, we'll get there florida i have family that lives in florida but also you know disney world most like you said most of the entire east coast minus anything above vermont um Um, canada i've been to uh paris and i re and i recently just did a a road trip from then from new jersey to california with my sister and it took us seven days to get there and we stopped in Nashville, Tennessee; Little Rock, Arkansas; Oklahoma City, Oklahoma; Uh, Albuquerque. What the fuck state is Albuquerque in? Albuquerque, New (laughs) Mexico, right? Is that
1: right? That sounds right to me.
0: I'm gonna. (laughs) I'm such a bad traveler. (laughs) The state that Breaking Bad happened in, okay? Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's a pizza
1: on a roof somewhere. (laughs)
0: <laughs> My sister and I did think about visiting that house, but we went to um, we went to the the Los Boyos Hermanos instead, which is actually a, a chain called Twisters or Twisties. Oh, okay. I think it's Twisters. But they have the actual one that they filmed Breaking Bad in has like Los Boyos Hermanos logo in it, and it has a little like shrine dedicated to to Breaking Bad. It's really cool. But I also did just Google it. It is Albuquerque, New Mexico. (laughs) I said it (laughs) from the beginning. So smart. Um, So Albuquerque, New Mexico, which that's where we were for our New Year's Eve. After Albuquerque, New Mexico, we stayed at, well, we didn't stay at the Grand Canyon, but we stayed an hour and a half away from the Grand Canyon or an hour away from the Grand Canyon in Flagstaff, Arizona. We went to Las Vegas, Nevada, and then we made our final destination, Los Angeles, California.
1: Those are our credentials or <laughs> those are our traveling credentials.
0: <laughs> um after you do a, a road trip like that, man, everything else is so chill. I was so chilled out on that on that travel experience on that road trip. It was one of the best moments of my life, I think. That whole week was
1: amazing. I'll say this. I also did a small road trip, uh, not cause, not entire country, like half the country. I went to Austin, Texas from New York. Uh, a few friends were moving to Texas, and I volunteered my driving services to go with them. And you're completely right. I personally think my favorite mode of transportation is driving, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's also, to quote unquote, this cheesy quote, <laughs> it's the destination, not the journey. Or Sorry, it's the journey, it's the not ju- the destination. Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh. Uh I fix it fix it in post. But uh yeah, I just traveling with people that it's just fantastic, it's chill. Would you say that
0: traveling with a friend can make them into a good friend or a best
1: friend? <laughs> um <laughs> that's a good I'm gonna say I listen, as long I would say everyone of my friend all my friends are good friends. Best friends are people who I I've, I just feel comfortable with. I guess is the best way to say it.
0: <laughs> Completely. And
1: clear. yeah, I, if I'm traveling with you, it's most likely because I'm comfortable with you. Can <laughs> I? Have, yeah, I do appreciate that. And and same, I've, it's why I also did a train ride to Boston, Texas, one time, and it was my favorite Boston, solo travel that I've ever done. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, I, I from New York. It's only like a four hour train ride. But it was, like, I had the whole seat to myself. The cabin was quiet. I went to, like, mm. the, the diner place. I just, nice. like, was reading a book. I, I love trains, too. I would like to... What would you say is you favorite mode of transportation and, like, during a journey or making a journey? I have yet to take a, a
0: train like that, although I was planning to do so for recent trips. Like, I was planning to either go to D.C. or if I wanted to go to Boston, I could have taken a train. Um, just because it's nice to not have that, like not pressure, but it's nice to be able to just kind of relax when you're doing a trip instead of having to focus on driving. Um, but I, even after my road trip going through from one coast to the other, I think driving is still my favorite. I mean, sure, it takes a long time, but if you have the right people with you, it's like no time at all. And it's and it's an amazing bonding experience. I think.
1: I completely agree. Uh, you and me went on a road trip to Montreal, yeah. and that was a phenomenal road trip as well. It wasn't as long as cross con- country, but it was a great road trip. Um, would you so travel? Yeah, you. Used to, yeah, so driving would be your favorite too. I'd say so. Yeah, a lot of people I feel like don't like the aspect of traveling to the destination. Like, people just want to get there and start the vacation. For me, like, depending on how you're getting there. Like, I remember taking a train from New York to Florida, which was god-awful, which wasn't the best. Yeah, it doesn't sound too fun. It was with a family, though. And it was, like, during Christmas. So, it, like, as we got further south, it got progressively warmer. My heavy jacket, that was, like, I had to take it off and put it away. We were all traveling, a group of family of five. It was annoying. Like you said, it definitely matters who you're traveling with. But, yeah. 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 I mean, when you're traveling, how old were you? I must have been, I want to say 13 or 14.
0: So you really had no choice, right? Like a gun was held to your head and, you were, and they were just like, Mario, you have to come travel with us. No one's going to be home. Just That's like...
1: exactly what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there are certain times, yeah, when, when you were younger or when we were younger, you know, We had to do these travels, but I think because of the amount of times I traveled when I was younger Is where I got my love for traveling Like I only traveled with my with my grandparents when I was younger, you know, they would bring me everywhere um, my mom and my stepfather we would go to Like a shore house down uh down in the jersey shore not like that jersey shore But you know, like regular beach area jersey shore and that was fun. Uh, other than that, we didn't really go on too many vacations, me or my like immediate family, my sister my brother. But my grandparents would bring me everywhere. They brought me to D.C. They brought me to Thomas Jefferson's house, uh, to Pennsylvania a bunch of time, like Amishville and everything. Uh, I I took road trips with them down to Florida. And I think, like, although those were the times, too, when <laughs> I would be asking my grandparents, when are we going to get there, you know? (laughs) But because I spent that time with them and because I just, like, we would play little games, you know? Like, my sister and I and my grandparents, we would play the license plate game, depending on how many uh, different states we could see, you know? So, of course, you would see a majority of the state that you're in. So when you get to uh, North Carolina, you see a bunch of North Carolina license Mm -hmm. plates. But every now and then you see, like, a a Tennessee or an Illinois or a Nebraska, you know, Uh, and that was something that seven-year-old, eight-year-old me really enjoyed doing.
1: When I did road trips with my family, it was usually just me playing Game Boy Advance in the back quietly to myself while (laughs) um, Shakira was playing for everyone to hear. I'll I'll ask you this, what is your favorite, most favorite international trip? And I have an idea what you're going to say, but I'm just curious. What is it? uh, How was that like traveling internationally? I've only had two international trips, so maybe I should be like a light
0: intermediate (laughs) uh, international traveler, but uh, I, it's really, that's really like apples to oranges for me because Paris was my first, my first trip leaving the country at all. And it Mm -hmm. was with Katie and it was solely with Katie and it was, Katie and my first trip where we were going somewhere on our own and not only were we going somewhere on our own we were going somewhere completely foreign to us on our own sure we did meet up with some friends that lived in Europe which was really cool but most of the time it was just her and I and that we spent seven or eight days in Paris and Uh, it was so beautiful I mean Katie and I both have similar mindsets in regards to traveling where Mm -hmm. we're just very relaxed very go with the flow and everything was amazing it was just so cool to be able to see architecture that was so much older than our country itself and just it almost like it hit us at least it hit me differently when we saw the Sacré-Cœur which was like a a cathedral built in the 1100s or the 1200s and America the United States it wasn't even a thought you know it like no one even knew that it existed at that point because when was North America discovered the 1400s the 1500s mm-hmm. so to see something standing that is at least 800 years old and the beauty of it it was phenomenal but then Going from there to Montreal with you and James, I mean that was that was an amazing trip. I mean, not only did we see amazing sights, but we had amazing food, and it was just a, I thought it was a great bonding experience for the three of us as friends and and family. Since James and I are, are cousins, um,
1: that's what I like about traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the quintessential bonding experience, like. You have to rely on each other. I can't explain it. Yeah, exactly. You can rely on each other. I've traveled with a few people. Um, I guess I'll answer the question myself. Uh, what's my favorite trip? And it's, it was a long time ago. And each trip is very different. But the, the trip that I keep going back to is uh, I spent a summer in Japan in my junior year going on to my senior year in high school. I connected with those 14 group of kids who I've never met before that trip started like no other way. Um, we, we keep in contact now and again, but there's just something when you have a group of people you rely on that it's just an incredible bonding experience. Like you, your friendship goes from acquaintance to good friends who you see literally every day and you talk to every day, just like that. And it's why I love traveling with people. I think that is probably my, asp- my favorite aspect of traveling. Though I do like to travel solo. Just experiencing that with somebody else. I think is probably my favorite thing about traveling. Easily top trip I've ever been on. I wish you could go there. I wish you could go with my friends. For sure. Maybe one day that could happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had even talked about doing a Japan 2020 trip. For the Olympics. <laughs> that was legit a thing we talked about. Yeah. Oh my god. And we, yeah. we talked about it about a year ago actually. We started thinking about it. But we didn't end up. Planning it just because of other things that we wanted to do, but also it wouldn't have mattered if we wanted to plan. It would not have mattered. So maybe, you know, everything happens for a reason. There's so many days I wish I could travel. I love being home, you know, and being safe in my own little space. But if there's anything I truly enjoy, it's experiencing different cultures and the outside and just seeing how people live and experience
1: their own lives what is a bad experience traveling you ever had or something that you wish was different uh time
0: (laughs) no (laughs) i i really i don't know i don't know if i can think of a bad thing for traveling for me at least you know i i'm sure i can think of things like i know like i know a lot of people who have flight anxiety and they either have to be next to someone that they know which is fair or they just won't go on a flight at all because they have a, a fear like a paranoia of flying so I wish less people had that fear because I wish more people could experience <laughs> different cultures and different sites but I understand you know people are afraid of the things that they don't understand or the things that just mess with their heads it's completely fair supernatural with me you know (laughs) um and i guess one thing that it's kind of like a a positive and a negative when you travel to like a foreign country i don't know if you felt like this but when katie and i traveled to paris there were some times where i wasn't sure if i felt safe And that's just me being a a silly, dumb United States citizen. You know, I know all these other countries that I've gone to are safe, but there were there were some times in my head where it was like, well, what if I get into an accident? How do I who do I call? You know, like, where do I go? Do I do I find a hospital? You should
1: call me, Sam. (laughs) I'll be there immediately. Yeah. No, no, that's that's legitimately a fear like. Like as I, an American traveling... Yeah. We make... We sometimes stick out as... We, we stick out as thumbs or marks apostle. Like, oh. the amount of times mm-hmm. I hear about people who, like, get targeted for, like, pit or yeah. a scam is, is legitimately sc- uh, scary and crazy. Yeah. So, that's actually one
0: thing that did happen to Katie and I. Um, Katie and I were sitting at a restaurant outside. You know, that outside seating. And we were being served. And a guy sat behind katie and i didn't think anything of it and he looked at the menu looked around looked at the menu looked around someone came up to him asked me if he wanted anything he said no and then like five minutes passed and he got up and he left um but i noticed that the waiter was intently looking at him so i was a little confused and then the waiter came over to us after the guy left and he looked at katie and he was like that guy was trying to take your purse because Katie had her purse on the ground and I like, we had no clue, you know, but the guy was just looking for a good moment for him to just kind of like, I guess, reach his arm back and just grab her purse and then leave. And that's crazy to me. I mean, that can happen anywhere, but they do say in Paris, it it is really big for, for pickpocketing. And that is one thing that Katie and I thought we prepared for, but if it wasn't for the waiters, I assume, who were constantly, like, looking at him, Guy probably would have taken Katie's purse. And I probably would have never known until, you know, we were to get up yeah. and
1: leave. So Japan actually is incredibly safe. Um, I'm just not saying that based off my experience. Just statistically, you look it up. Just look it up statistically. Japan is just a very safe place, tourist-friendly they're just not a lot of tourist. Well, I guess there are tourist traps, like in terms of like, hey, this chicken is much more expensive here in this part of town than in other parts of town, right? But you know, that's not exactly like just do your research on where you want to eat. But there's no like, there's no people specifically targeting you to try to take advantage of you, you know, in terms of like trying to rob you or stuff like that. Um, fortunately enough, Peru, I did feel kind of dangerous one day. I traveled with a you friend of mine. You felt dangerous? You went on I, a I felt like it was dangerous. Spree? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know you meant it. I felt. I, I, I want to bust some heads there. No. Um, And we were being, I guess, semi-followed by a homeless guy. And I had to, like, step between him and her, uh, my friend, who was I was traveling. We were going to uh, a local chicken Peruvian place that was near the hotel. After that night, we were told not to go out by ourselves anymore. But I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, you just, you never know right? Especially when you're somewhere that you don't
1: know. Um, but how is that chicken? Oh, the Peruvian chicken is the best chicken I have the ever com. had. It, the, the, the They do a sauce that I don't know exactly how it is, but it, the sauce in the Peruvian chicken is unlike anything else. Also, Inca-Cola, phenomenal oh, yeah. I love Inca-Cola I get, so much.
0: I get Inca-Cola anytime I go to a Peruvian restaurant or yes. anytime I go to any like Spanish like bodega or or a grocery store, they, I can always find it somewhere. It's same, same. So good. You were, you were talking about tourist traps before? Yes. That is definitely the worst travel experience. Yes. <laughs> right? It has to be because I remember when I was younger, right, traveling with my grandparents, going down to Florida, and you've, you said you drove down the East Coast, correct?
1: I have drove to Florida. Yeah, okay. And yeah.
0: So you know then on the border? Do you know about that? Yes. Don't go on the border. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like the, the, to anyone who's not from the East coast and who has never traveled through North and South Carolina, there is a place that is called on the border. And the moment you enter North Carolina, maybe, maybe like an hour after you enter North Carolina, I don't want to be a liar. um, There are signs for a place called on the border. And it's like, flashing lights and pops up fireworks and it's just Uh like grabbing your attention it's like this is the coolest place you have to go to on the border and you as a little kid is just like whoa yes look at how cool this place looks grandma grandpa can we go there and they're just like no 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 (laughs) that's a tourist trap and me being like seven eight year old me is just like i have no clue what that means i just want to go there because it looks cool and then the closer you get, like, it's just, like, five miles to on the border, four miles, <laughs> one mile, you're on the border, you know? And it's just, like, it's like a little amusement park almost, right? But yes. a giant store. I never went there. It does not look Me neither. I,
1: it is definitely a tourist trap. I, I, It's I equivalent to, like, Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, is like, the yeah. food isn't good, but, like, they have animatronics that sing to you every 30 minutes and so just start <laughs> yelling. Do you consider Disney a tourist trap? Because I personally Ooh. like Disney, <laughs> but I—is um, it worth the incredible amount of money? I do. I think Disney's worth like the
0: expensive price that they put up. I think I think it's a fun place to go to for sure. I think it's a fun family place to go to with your kids, or even like I just went to Disney World uh, back in October for my brother turning twenty-one, my grandfather turning eighty, my sister turning thirty. You know, huh. and it we had i had so much fun with my family there but i don't know if you and i had talked about this katie and i would be walking around disney just like at the amusement parks and enjoying ourselves going on rides or whatever and we looked at each other at one point and we're just like you know this is fun but i just love traveling to like outdoor places now not that disney isn't outdoors but, like, experience, like different cultures, like we were talking about before, like going to Montreal or going to Paris or just going, like, in a car for two hours and finding out where I'm going to land in Pennsylvania, you know?
1: So you just hang out there with uh, the Epcot World Showcase then. The <laughs> right, there. yeah. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm that person where you can catch me at Epcot anytime.
0: We went during the, yeah, during the World Show. Food and Wine Festival? Yes. yes. Oh, my. Oh, my it was okay yeah that was amazing that's worth all of my money because you get to experience so much
1: so i'm basically just gonna parrot what you just said i my family is a disney file they're disney heads they are disney vacation members so most of my vacations as a child what would, would be visiting disney world yeah and i like disney a lot don't get me wrong like it's a like, it's a fun experience there's something in the air that i just can't explain that people are just nice there. Uh the food has gotten better over the years. I love ohana is my favorite restaurant there they but it going to disney um made me want to start seeing other parts of the world yeah. I'm not saying that Disney's sort of corporate, but there's other things to do other than going to amusement parks and like eating at fast food restaurants Because um, there are legitimately great restaurants in disney like from, they they bring in like high class chefs yeah. but like you'll never get like the authentic Hold on a wall experience that you I found in Japan in a ramen place, or yes. we'll we'll never find. We'll never find. Uh, uh, what was it called? Smoked beef sandwiches oh. we found in Montreal. Smoked meat. Smoked meat. Sorry, yeah, smoked meat uh, uh, sandwiches we found in Montreal that you won't find in Disney. As much as I love Disney, I don't like I, going there so much as a kid. And maybe you want to travel the world and see what else. Have more an authentic experience not saying that Disney isn't authentic, but more have like a, have a, a, an experience that isn't like. Manufactured. Manufactured. Thank you. No, I, that's, that's literally
0: exactly what Katie and I said to each other too. I think Disney's a great place to go with your family, bring your kids and stuff. Um, or go as a childless millennial. I am a childless millennial, you know, <laughs> to IE, whatever article wrote that like a year ago. Um, it's a fun place to be with friends and family
1: but you're right there are exactly there are two mindsets when it comes to traveling uh destination vacations or just like globe trotting and mm -hmm. i guess i'm more of a globe trotter
0: for sure yeah i'm totally the same like my my number one places to go to are just sites you know yes um i i want to go back to montreal again just to experience more of it but also because i thought montreal was beautiful
1: it is beautiful I All go beautiful to, people
0: yeah, yeah. i want to go to japan i want to go to australia i want to go to south korea yes. i feel like hawaii is up there for everyone you know um
1: i hate the cold but i would love to go to alaska
0: like alaska is supposed to be
1: beautiful there is a 15 hour train ride in alaska Let's i am dying to go on that train because it's like it falls a cliff yeah on a riverside it snow snowpiercer <laughs> it's Snowpiercer I uh, I my secret is I've been eating the passengers all along. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh,
0: Go watch it if you haven't.
1: Uh yeah, no, yeah. To me, I just want to experience the world and that's why I love traveling. To me, the best part of traveling is seeing the world. Um there are some negative places that people try to take advantage of that, but if you're vigilant and you are aware of your surroundings, I think you will always have a fantastic time if you if you remain open minded, for sure. That's the number. If you're one down time. to go around and down to have a good time, I think you will have a good time. Yeah, I, I
0: completely agree. You know, yeah, the open minded part I think is the biggest key, right? You can't you can't go to Paris or anywhere that's a completely different culture and say, oh, I went there but I didn't really enjoy the food. I only had pizza and like fries or something. It's just like, but did you try the other food? You know, like Katie and I, we eat predominantly vegan, but there were still so many other options. Okay. Actually, big point. When Katie and I went out of country to Paris in 2018, every yeah. place that we went to, except for maybe one, had... Amazing vegan choices, huh, cut back to here when we come back home, although now much better, like in New York and New Jersey, but say a place like Texas or Tennessee, yeah <laughs> vegan what is that? you want a salad? <laughs> Can you have potatoes? What about ketchup? you know, like so this fish is fish vegan, <laughs> <laughs> like other countries definitely were doing that better. I feel like the United States has definitely caught up on that part but you know everything takes time um but yeah you have to experience you have to go somewhere and just let yourself experience the culture also be accepting of new beliefs and new cultures so that you can experience something new and exciting and maybe something that who knows you'll enjoy
1: i wasn't too familiar with japanese food before going to japan but there was nothing i did not eat i ate ramen uh, curry, uh sushi. Um there was a dish that I hate but I still ate is uh, natto. Um it's from fermented soybeans. Um oh. I did visit a McDonald's there once, but that was when I was like really homesick and they had but uh, even at McDonald's I got the Mick teriyaki which was pretty tasty. They had what? <laughs> the McTeriaki. teriyaki. <laughs> so it was a teriyaki burger. Interesting. I, I I know that they have different foods for different places, but that's very interesting oh yeah they also have like the shrimp sandwich a shrimp burger um just based on memory it, it is different but like going to a new country going to montreal the, the first thing i do is like looked up specific um cuisines that they had there yeah you know that's that, that's the first thing i do look up the food there what can i get here that i can't get anywhere else and i say that someone who lives in new york you can pretty much get anything anywhere at any time yeah. But I feel like it's like more authentic there. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I
0: going back to Disney. My when we went to Epcot, so it was me, Katie, my sister, my cousin, and his girlfriend Laura. Um, we went to all these different places, and she had got poutine from like the Canada place or whatever, and she came back with it. She's Canadian, um, and she was like, "This poutine, it's okay." And I was like, ah, I understand because I just came from the place with amazing <laughs> poutine. So you, you truly have to go to that country or that place to experience it because you're right. Like sure, New York and New Jersey have good little Chinas, little Italys, whatever. But to get that true authentic experience, just encapsulate yourself in that culture.
1: I would travel the world and never stop traveling. I, like, I could see myself as a future where it's like I'm a vlogger and just where am I waking up today? What rest am I looking up today? Who am I meeting today who's not part of my culture, who I would like to communicate with and understand their point viewpoint of the world?
0: I mean, truly, traveling is my dream. Um,
1: yeah, same. I,
0: yeah, I hope one day I can just stop working or find some passive income and be able to travel around the world you know that's it's been my dream for the past year and I'm, I'm gonna find a way to make it happen um, I believe in you Sam I believe in. thanks you. I believe in me too but <laughs> I yeah I I could talk about traveling forever
1: it's just I can as well So uh, should we rename our podcast because I feel like we're a little bit more than fake professionals we might be you know somewhat professionals in this this specific topic uh, I mean, only professionals because we feel like
0: we know what we're talking about. But I'm sure there are plenty more travel bloggers out in the world who are like, Hey, you. You're not a travel blogger. Get off my topic, you know. So That's fair. We can only know so much within our forty five minutes to an hour podcast, but
1: Sam, you- mm-hmm. when all this is over and we get to travel together, hopefully if you would have me as a traveling partner, um uh, hopefully we make a podcast about that specific experience and i think you know we could talk about that i think that would be really cool i think we could do a special episode of uh
0: like the the trip that we went on and make some highlights and stuff who knows maybe it'll just be for you and i it'll be like a little diary <laughs> but this
1: is uh mario and sam recording from the basement of a man who just captured us <laughs> we are uh, desperately need help we're going to upload this wait, on wait, Spotify stop, stop, stop. And he's, like coming, he's, coming, the he's
0: coming he's coming he's
1: <laughs> coming no we're okay Yes no, no no, 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 we're good we we, we weren't saying anything, mm-hmm. okay, he's gone, Sorry, he's gone, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> please help um, also, now we're from our sponsors. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin <laughs> <But> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my goal um this is i I like this topic a lot I could talk- like you said, we could talk about traveling all day.
0: Okay, so you have one final travel story that like you just like always comes to your mind when you think of traveling.
1: I, I guess I did not even talk about my time in the Dominican Republic. Okay. But uh I used to spend my summers there as well growing up because my parents would be working all summer and out of school and there was no one here to watch us. So I would visit my 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 mother's uh, family in the Dominican Republic. And my grandmother has a very nice big house on the beach. And it's probably some of my happiest memories as a child. Um, I live in a tiny, I've always, because I live in New York, I always live in tiny apartments here. But in DR, we just had like a yard and like the beach in front of us and the ocean every morning. Like you could smell that. And to me, there's as much as I love living in a city. Uh, traveling to a place where i was able to like wake up and like walk around and like t- see the ocean and go in, you know, for a swim. Yeah. It's unlike anything else. Uh, it's why i i credit myself to having such a world uh, big world view of like understanding that like at a very young age that not everyone lives like me seeing how my my cousins and my uncles and my aunts live so drastically different than how i live in uh how i lived in New York. Yeah. Uh, to me, started my love of traveling. Traveling so young, spending all my time in a different country. Um, I am bilingual. I speak Spanish as well as English. To me, that just made me curious to see what else is out there, to to explore other places, to learn new languages, to interact with new people. So at a very young age, I knew I wanted to travel. Um, that's my earliest travel experience that I have in memory. Um, anything that. Uh, sticks out for you
0: yeah I guess I guess that makes sense for both of us where our um, our love for travel comes from traveling at such a young age but although I, I I do know people who traveled when they were younger and they hate traveling now and you know teach their own a traveling experience that I always think about and it, this is a little bit more personal when I was 20 I asked my mom if I could go on a trip all on my own for the first time in my life to go visit and meet my xbox live friends and my mom said sure so she willingly sold me off to some 40 year old man on xbox live no i'm (laughs) joking Um, my mom had known this person because i would play xbox in the living room and my mom would watch me play xbox like assassin's Creed or whatever Uh, my friend his name is his gamer tag is Alchemist Blade, but his name is Cody. And so, you know, my mom would walk in sometimes and be like, oh, are you playing with Cody? You know, so she she knew him. Um, and I had been playing Xbox with him since 2007. We were playing from, like, Halo 2 days onwards. And we just formed such a great bond to where I really wanted to meet him and his friends because uh, I would play with a few of his friends on Xbox Live. So uh, for for Christmas when I was 20, so it was 2012, uh, the world did not end, and I, I flew out to Illinois to go visit my, my friends that I, I knew for five years, and it was an amazing experience, just being, being able to, one, leave on my own, it was the first time I ever went on a plane all by myself, I literally had to rely on myself to get to where I had to go, um, and then my friend picked me up, and, my life had been changed ever since I met them. You know, they're they're great friend, friends. I've gone to weddings of theirs. I've visited them for first birthdays for their children. I made lifelong friends through Xbox Live and through being able to travel and visit them. And it's something that I, I think of all the time. Mario, unless you have anything else... I mean, I know we could go on for days, but...
1: We could go on for days. I'm not going to go on a three-hour rant about why... Uh, New York is the best, and you should always travel New York. <laughs> um, conference in New York, that, I say that—that's an experience. Uh, sure. plus tourist traps, but if you know where you're going, places to eat, places to visit, it could be a phenomenal experience.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Anywhere can be a phenomenal experience as Anywhere long as you. Anywhere could be a phenomenal experience. Don't fall into those sure. tourist traps. Don't go to on like the Chuck E. Cheese's or
1: <laughs> Domino's
0: Pizza or the best pizza in New York, Sabara. <laughs> 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 An authentic New York slice mm, Yes, chef's kiss But truly, I yeah, I think that's all we uh, we have for that
1: We have to stop somewhere Because we can't go, like you said, go forever Yeah,
0: those are my best ideas on traveling I just love traveling, truly
1: Oh yeah, uh, this topic, I think it's um was a bit cathartic for me At the very least, we had travel plans this year They probably are falling through But just like... Talking about traveling is getting me excited, excited to travel again once once, one day. For sure. And that is what I look forward to after all this, is taking a vacation. And I don't know where I would go, but maybe a road trip, maybe visiting a city, maybe uh, Disney World. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Mario, is there anything that you'd like to recommend? Anything, anything um, that you've been doing this week? So I'm gonna plug something else. And through this plug, I will recommend something else. Okay. Um, I uh, was on a podcast recently called Party Up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, good friends of yours, good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be on the episode again next week. Oh, you made it two times. Very. nice. I made it two times. Uh, technically, I guess it would be my third time. Um, but we were given homework and so two things we were told to watch is the midnight gospel one of the one of the things called the midnight gospel is on netflix is made by pendleton ward who made adventure time who is is one of my favorite animated cartoon series um this is the most strippiest show i've ever seen in my entire life it's like a (laughs) podcast but at the same time like this animated stuff going in the background that has nothing to do with the podcast and what they're talking about i highly recommend it that's what i've been watching um so yeah those are the two things i want to plug um the midnight gospel on netflix as well as the party of podcasts by john awesome yeah how about you great podcast
0: i listened to that episode the first one you were in the tv uh characters it's such a fun journey listening to how you guys decipher and And really break down the characters so yeah yeah, I'll definitely be giving that a listen my recommendations for the week one of them's actually an editor's note from last week I had recommended a show called Crash Landing on You and I recommended it as a rom-com k-drama
1: I remember this
0: I have to strike that Crash Landing on You is not just a rom-com Crash Landing on You is a very sophisticated k-drama and oh boy I was a blubbering mess by the end of that show. I was a blubbering mess by, like, three episodes before that show ended. I was a blubbering mess by, like, <laughs> episode, like this, every episode. It was so good. 16 episodes. Each episode is about an hour and a half long. The last episode is two hours. But Is it one season? Is it's It's only that- one season. It was amazing. It was so good. And the reason why I have to make an editor's note about it, too, is because this is how I know that either I'm in a simulation or I was supposed to watch this show right now at this very moment. Because since we talked about that show last week, uh huh, I mentioned to you how it had um, coincidences in, in it, like that strange events that we couldn't explain, right? Yes. Um, and how the two characters kept meeting each other. Well, not uh-huh. only did they have that, but the next episode that Katie and I watched, quote for quote, someone in that show said, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Mm. Wow. Which is what you and I talked about on our second episode. On the free lunch episode, it was the second episode. But then, somewhere later on in the show, they were eating Subway. (laughs) Mario, I almost got up and just went to bed. I was just like, (laughs) how is this possible right now? (laughs) That not only did you have that quote from that show, that literally I... You don't, I, at least I personally don't hear that quote a lot, you know? Um, I just know it because I'm an economics professor. But then mm-hmm. you were eating Subway, which I guess you could stretch that coincidence because Subway is one of the biggest sub chains in the world. But come on. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Simulation, stop overrunning.
1: Like, just let me live my life, okay? Do you know the term for that? No, I have no clue. It's called the Bender Manifold Phenomenon. Huh. It's when you notice, when you just learn something, you notice it everywhere. Um, It's always been there, but you just never noticed it because you didn't know about it. Right. Up until that time. To bring it back to community, (laughs) they just got to the episode with Subway has been sponsoring the show and is subways is in that episode and i thought it was the funniest thing in the world to me too because we were just talking about subways and then somehow community was like and now you could eat here at subways and it's like i'm looking around for the video camera like where should i put my face reaction because obviously i'm being recorded right now It's amazing i i love this
0: for two reasons i love it one because it's a subway reference and i love it too because i was really worried that we weren't going
1: to be able to get a community reference in this episode <laughs> It was only possible because you bought him subways. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Okay. So
0: besides that, my other recommendation is it's a video game called Outer Wilds. Uh, It's a video. I know about this one, but I never got to play it Yeah. Please tell. It's a video game that I beat earlier this month. And holy crap, I think this game became one of my favorite games ever of all Mm. time. Um, It's an exploration game. It's an adventure game where... Not to give anything away, but you're an alien, and the whole premise of the game is to just explore, and you fly your little ship to different planets, and you learn the stories behind each planet, and the species called the Nomai, which were a species that were alive before your species was. So the more you unravel about this species, the more you learn about the galaxy, and it's phenomenal. there's there's something that I can't speak about because and it's the true like tipping point of the game when you get there and you can get there either really quickly or you can get there really far it's all up to you how you play the game there's no one right way to play it and the last 22 minutes of that game the soundtrack is so good that I was sweating like just when when the soundtrack started because of the way that the game conditioned you to to do certain things. If you if you like exploration games and adventure games, I highly recommend playing it. It can feel a little clunky in the first hour or two when you're not sure what you're doing. But uh-huh. but stick with it. So good. I, I couldn't recommend it more.
1: Um, that's definitely on my list. Uh not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, right. which came out at the same time and very similar title. But it's um I hear phenomenal things about that game, and I'm glad you you were the last person I wanted to hear from. So now I'm definitely going to play it. Do you remember last episode when I told you if I, rec-
0: if I recommend something to you more than once, it means it's yes. amazing? Uh huh. Play Outer Wilds, two times. I, I will be playing Outer Wilds, <laughs> but also near Automata. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that's it for me. So that brings that's us it. to the end of our podcast. Mario, did you have anything else to plug? Like
1: where people can find you or anything? Could plug my Twitter, uh, Doctor Mario at Doctor Mario three eighty one. I've been finding my comedian friends and I've been following them now. So maybe I'll start making jokes on my Twitter and try to make it a bit funnier because I see my comedian friends start making jokes on Twitter. Uh, So look forward to that if you follow me, Doctor Mario at three eighty one. We need them. We need them jokes during this uh, this crisis (laughs) right now. So please. I will, I'm
0: will. i already following but How about
1: you. you, Sam? How can we find
0: you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Akuna underscore Matata. That's my last name, underscore Matata. Uh, you can also find us, the Fake Professional Podcast, on Twitter at F-A-K-E-P-R-O-F-E-S-H, Fake Profesh. Please send us a message there. Follow us. You can send us a message on Anchor. Um, And you can listen to us on on Anchor or Spotify, but send us a message anywhere. Tell us, like, what do you guys like about traveling? What don't you like about traveling? Is there somewhere that you went that you really enjoyed? Is there somewhere that you think is underrated? Do you love Disney? Like, tell us, please. We truly would love to know your thoughts um, and maybe even share them on our next episode. But other than that, I guess that's it, right? That's it all right
1: sounds good to me
0: yeah as always mario thank you for joining me thank you to the random subject generator for our topic of the week and thank you again to the listener for coming out and listening to our best fake professional opinions we truly cannot offer anything else (laughs) so until next time take care and stay safe bye now Bye-bye. Nat 20, baby! (laughs)